The Summer of Transfers, Episode 2, and I'm starting off this episode with Declan Rice, the West Ham United captain, just won the Europa Conference League and all over the lips of all Arsenal fans, and it's been quite an amazing little period after the Europa League final where you've got West Ham fans saying that Arsenal is too small a club for Declan Rice to go to. I do understand that there's a little bit of rivalry. Uh, we've sold him so many players uh, over the years. There's been rivalry from the 80s when they beat us in the FA Cup. Probably their last ma major trophy. And uh, yeah, there just seems to be some uh, dislike, uh, obviously, from the West Ham fans towards Arsenal. I don't know why. Uh, but uh, yeah, for some strange reason, there's 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 been some social media uh, situations since it's been well not confirmed but it's basically almost certain that Arsenal is going to be signing Declan Rice and obviously there was topsy-turvy uh, stuff today on social media as to the signing as well as other signings when it comes to Arsenal uh, basically you have the same journalists as obviously every five minutes uh, because of chasing clout they are reporting certain things and then you get the copy and paste merchants you get the in the nose you get aggregators as well so there's all sorts of information and it's, uh, you need to be very wise as to who you believe because at the end of the day uh, like uh, the past when it comes to Arsenal uh, Caicedo, Mudrik, Vlajovic these type of players that we were in for uh, that never materialized but uh, from a Declan Rice perspective uh, so obviously Arsenal, uh, the reported fee is 100 million. Arsenal is looking at getting Declan Rice tied to a long-term contract. They obviously want him to be part of the leadership group at Arsenal. He is a captain of West Ham United and he's obviously part of the leadership group with England as well. I think Harry Maguire, Harry Kane, uh, these guys tend to be uh, the leadership group. Henderson leads uh, the leadership group with England. So we're obviously getting a player here that's highly courted. Uh, quite a few West Ham fans that I follow on social media. Well, not follow, but uh, tend to listen to. More people that's in the know match going, they tend to feel that this guy is the real deal. And when I watched him against Arsenal specifically, and then also for England over the last year or two, I definitely see what they mean and what he can bring to our team, whether it's the, in the sixth role where Thomas Partey is currently playing, and that's generally where he plays for West Ham, but he can play in the eight as well. So he can do the dual role. He can play with Thomas Partey. He can play with Jorginho. He can play with El Neni to a lesser extent. Uh, we obviously feel that Xhaka will go. Uh, so uh, that is the positions that he tends to play and then obviously his career 204 Premier League games 10 goals and 10 assists so there's quite a few people that feels he can actually be a little bit more dangerous second half of the season scored quite a few goals so he can be a little bit uh, more dangerous when he plays a little bit more forward you've obviously got the situation where he plays alongside Suchek and Paqueta in the midfield three for West Ham so uh, he can play left eight right eight he can play the sixth position and I think that uh, Arsenal will have a gem of player so uh, basically the rumors that I kind of believe so when I say kind of you have to take it with a pinch of salt I'm obviously all the way here in South Africa so I can't uh, uh, vouch for any of the information but there are obviously certain journalists that I followed over the years I've I've been on social media especially Twitter for uh, a decade and a half so obviously somewhere along the line I needed to have gotten to uh, know 
who is in the know. Uh, so obviously the likes of, I'm not going to say Fraudrizio, so that's uh, a, a, another copy and paste merchant that probably gets his news quite a little bit later on when it comes to uh, uh, key deals. But uh, obviously he's a journalist, he's well respected as a YouTube channel, obviously another clout chaser. So uh, he has obviously his bits of information all over Europe. But obviously uh, Ornstein is one that we tend to believe. And then there's Charles Watts, uh, 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 Tom Canton uh, from the Guna Talk TV. So those are the type of people that I tend to listen to. They obviously have the opinions and then they ov obviously have people that, he, that they know. I'm sure it's people that's close to agents, people that's close to clubs. And uh, part of the bits of information that's coming through is, first of all, earlier today a whole host of journalists said that Arsenal... Well, the one that, that is basically been confirmed by more than one is that Arsenal obviously had a first bid in. And I actually think that these things, get, they about two days behind the actual journalists in terms of the information. So the first bid, for example, would have been something that's a lot of installments, which West Ham don't want. They want a lot of money up front and they are not too, too worried about the add-ons. Uh, whereas Arsenal probably wants to do a lot of installments and the add-ons will be winning the league, winning the Champions League, qualifying for the Champions League. And those are what is called difficult uh, add-ons in the sense that it's it's harder to obtain. And then you've got this thing of Manchester City is there. So if it is, you're going to win the league. We're going to compete for the league hopefully again. But you can't say that we will win the league and therefore West Ham will probably sit back and say that we're not too big on the add-ons but more to do with the upfront payments so obviously wanting arsenal to do in uh, less installments so not over six seasons or six transfer windows but uh, something that gets done a little bit quicker 2024 2025 something like that so that makes sense to me from a west ham perspective and then obviously journalists will let know that manchester city is in for uh, declan rice now obviously Manchester City will be concerned because Arsenal obviously pushed them for quite a distance in the league and uh, I yeah I, I just can't see him wanting to go there yes it's a great club they just won the treble but obviously in terms of Rodri is the position that he would court I don't think he would play the Gundogan, the Gundogan position and obviously De Bruyne is still there so he doesn't quite play that Gundogan uh, position uh, when you look at the attributes of Declan Rice it's more the Rodri role and they just play a little bit more differently to what 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 he would play at Arsenal and uh, obviously at Arsenal he can play the six and the left eight role and you can look at it when you look at this the the the, the analysis board that Gundogan plays a left eight role but it's slightly different to the way that Arsenal would play it even though, funny enough, Gundogan is linked with Arsenal. He's still keeping close ties with uh, uh, Arteta. That I will discuss at the end of this video. So, uh, yeah, in terms of do I think Declan Rice will happen? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, literally, just before I started making this video, there was these journalists that I follow that, that tends to think that Arsenal will get something done in the vicinity of 90 to 92 million. I don't know how much of that is going to be. Obviously, up front, must be more than half. And then obviously Arsenal will then pay it off in installments and then maybe easier uh, appearance type uh, 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 add-ons and then obviously uh, qualifying for the Champions League again. Uh, 
and that obviously means making the top four, challenging for the league. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, what else? I can't see it being goals and assists because it's a defensive midfielder, uh, and then obviously winning the Champions League, which is very difficult to obtain. So winning the Champions League, winning the Premier League, that's difficult to obtain installments, but you could maybe increase that to a higher number, I'm assuming. Uh, so from a Declan Rice standpoint, I think it's a strong chance that the, I don't know if it will be happening by tomorrow, but uh, within the next seven days, I think he will be an Arsenal player. And I really hope that he uh, gets to play regularly, which he will. Uh, obviously, Arsenal situation in midfield. Xhaka likely leaving. You've got Sambi Lakonga that's probably not favoured, uh, whether it's an attitude problem or a development uh, situation. We've got Al Nenny that is going to be back in preseason, but he's not really that top class player. But he is staying. You've got Thomas Partey here and there. Rumours of him possibly going overseas to Italy. I think he will stay. I think Jorginho will stay for another season. And then I don't think we're going to get Caicedo. I am actually getting to Caicedo in the second part of this video. So, uh, yeah, Declan Rice can play the 6 and the 8 role. Uh, I don't know if it is that Declan Rice plays the 6 role and Thomas Partey is fit in a big game. Does Thomas Partey play an inverted right-back role? That's something that we can uh, uh, probably look into because there's going to be a whole preseason for Thomas Partey to perform that role. But once again, Thomas Partey is getting on and he's obviously had injury issues and I am 1 billion percent certain that after the international break, there's a reason why Arsenal sent a physio through to Ghana. There was issues. So whether it was a minor issue that just bothered him for the for the entire campaign, post the last international window and obviously his form dipped so I definitely think there was an issue there so uh, with regards to Arsenal's midfield situation I do think Arsenal need another midfielder I don't trust Elneny for any period of time and Declan Rice will he play 50 games next season I'm sure he will he's basically done that for for West Ham so you've got a situation where you've got Jorginho you've got Declan Rice and you've got uh, Thomas Partey however uh, we've got the El Neni, Sambela Conga situation. Xhaka is going. I don't want it to be Declan Rice is a replacement for Xhaka. It needs to be kind of an added on thing, which means if Xhaka goes, we need to get another midfielder in because I'm certain Sambi won't stay. And we don't want to make use of El Neni for too much in this upcoming season. So I think it will get done for in total 100 million. Obviously, Arsenal are not going to spend 100 million on Declan Rice now. So uh, most of these things are done in installments. In fact, all the big deals are. Uh, obviously, the ones that is 30 and lower, that probably gets done much sooner. Probably over uh, over a 12-month period gets paid or paid to the club. So I think Arsenal will get this done. Declan Rice, our new number 41. Come on, you Gunners. Moises Caicedo, 21-year-old Ecuadorian. Now, uh, yeah, I don't know what to quite make of this. Uh, literally 20 minutes ago, there is rumors of him, uh, or maybe more so his agents, uh, basically saying that they're going to Chelsea. So a player that uh, handed in a transfer request, wanting to come to Arsenal for 70 million plus add-ons in uh, January. Obviously, Brighton, with they had 
all the right to uh, uh, say no because they were obviously fighting for Europe, which they ended up getting. And and Caicedo playing at right back, playing at central defensive midfield, playing a little bit more attacking. All these roles that he was able to portray helped them get to Europe. So they obviously their decision was correct. They also extended his contract, which at the time I couldn't understand why it is that journalists at the beginning of this window said that he's going to go for the same amount of money when he got improved terms and a contract extension after the January theatrics. So that's strange, number one. Number two, Brighton are very difficult to deal with with regards to buying players from them uh, in a good way for them because they obviously got this guy for less than five million and uh, Arsenal did bid 70 million. So for them to say no, smart business once again from them as they have done with other deals. And now it's being said, especially today, last hour or two, that they want close to 120 million, which I don't think they will get. Probably Chelsea would pay something close to that. But the whole Chelsea situation is now also a story in itself because there's lots of talk, especially in the Athletic, that they have to clear the books up until the 30th of June because I think there's a certain period that the FFP gets calculated when they count back so I don't even think it will affect them this season but it could for the following season or for a January transfer window so they need to sell players and this whole Chelsea situation is now linked to the third story in this video which I will get to so all the deals is linked to the others it's like a domino effect so uh yeah, so disappointed or disappointing, I should say, that there's lots of talk that Arsenal were maybe just uh, stepping back a little bit because they want to try to get the Rice deal done and possibly pursuing the Chelsea deal, which I will get to next. So they all kind of flow into each other. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing in the sense that uh, handed in transfer requests in January wanted to come to Arsenal or yeah. When I say or, it could be that he just, it's all about the money agents, you know, trying to because the way he also uh, posted something on his Instagram, that's also mostly to do with the agents. And I think he did change agencies uh, slightly before this post. So obviously aggressive agents trying to make money. And now it seems like another thing that was said, Caicedo wants Champions League football. Chelsea aren't even in Europe. So now... Uh, that tells you it's it's, it's non non sporting uh, reasons that he's going to Chelsea. It's obviously not done as I'm, it's all part of rumors at the end of the day. But uh, quite a few journalists are saying that Arsenal did withdraw themselves from the Caicedo situation. Uh, probably not a hundred percent because of the rice and other deals, but probably because of the fee. So it is possible that. Uh, uh, it isn't 75 to 80 million that uh, Brighton wants, but that they want north of 100 million. And Arsenal's not going to buy two players for 100 million in this window. Uh, in fact, Arsenal won't be spending 100 million in this window. It will obviously eventually, the, the top target, Declan Rice, will eventually get to 100 million after installments. But uh, yeah, I can't see Arsenal doing business with Brighton again. Uh, yeah, uh, Trossard had a couple of months left in his uh, on his deal ended up going for quite a substantial amount for a player that was a little bit okay well he can't say he was out of favor because he was doing really well for Brighton in the first half of the season and then obviously Arsenal spent 50 million on Benjamin White so we have given them quite a bit of money 
So yeah, so a defensive midfielder, he can play, obviously he played right back, was fantastic against Arsenal, uh, actually injured Martinelli in the Brighton victory at the Emirates uh, not long ago, actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he obviously plays in the holding midfield row, can also, similar to Rice, play the 6 and the 8 position, in fact, Arsenal's Thomas Partey, similar, can play right back, uh, left 8, and obviously the 6 position, so... Uh, I personally would have loved uh, Arsenal to get both Caicedo and Rice, but it just looks like he is going to go to Chelsea. Uh, even while I'm doing this video, there could be again a change from a journalist saying that he's not going there and that Man United's interested. I don't think Man United will be doing any business or major business anytime soon because they are still working out their takeover business. However, they could become big spenders at the end of the window if they can get this Saudi business in however I think the likes of Caicedo, Rice, these type of players would have left for other clubs already that's why Arsenal are trying to push well seemingly are trying to push to get quite a few deals done early and that's what they need to do to avoid unfortunately what these buying or selling clubs are doing they are trying to raise well, not raise funds, but they're trying to entice bidding wars. And that's something that Arsenal are not keen on. We're not that aggressive when it comes to bidding wars. We are aggressive enough in terms of offering quite a nice wage package, even for players that we don't think deserves that. Uh, but uh, in terms of bidding wars, they don't go for that. That's how Arsenal does their business. So they try to try to keep things a little bit more on the cleaner side. I'm pretty certain they do pay quite a bit of agent fees but not as much as the other clubs to get the deals done so that's why I think Arsenal are not that aggressive uh, it's more to do with the project which is a very good project because they were able to tie down most of the younger players so Moises Caicedo uh, I said about uh, two weeks ago in my Arsenal WhatsApp groups that uh, I think Declan Rice will happen and that uh, Caicedo because of agents will go to Chelsea thumbs down Moises Kai Havertz, Chelsea attacking midfielder, uh, removed. I don't even call him a false nine. I call him a removed nine. Now, uh, what happens with me and the transfer window is, first of all, I've obviously followed certain journalists that I constantly check up on because not check up on as in stalking for information, but more to do with checking that these guys, they like to change their story every five minutes. Now, I know... I've seen videos of uh, journalists and agents uh, explaining uh, on YouTube that deals does change every five minutes. But it's the way that these guys tweet to catch you out. First of all, obviously, to draw you, draw you in and to create hope. Uh, and then obviously uh, uh, to talk nonsense, to lie, blatantly lie. And then to just create that urgency when it comes to, I want this information now. I want this information now. And then it's a whole situation. Kai Havertz, I honestly thought that this was initially just a agent ploy or something like that. Well, it, it, it is an agent ploy because he is trying to get the move away from Chelsea or the group of agents of Kai Havertz. But it seems like there's been contact from Jorginho, probably David Luiz, Lesser William. Uh, who else is these Chelsea guys? I'm sure I'm missing someone. Uh, Peter Cech probably as well, uh, just uh, in terms of the whole Chelsea-Arsenal relationship. Uh, but Kai Havertz, so I'm going to be 100% clear on this. Always loved this player. 
always dreaded, even though it hasn't gone well for him, always dreaded when he plays against us because I feel he's intelligent. Now, you've got certain people that says he's not aggressive enough, he's lazy, he's lackadaisical, but when you go and look at his running stats, then that changes things. However, he's a more intelligent player, so he doesn't need to run as much as the likes of Odegaard. He's intelligent in the way he moves. Now, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this because it hasn't been a good or a great period for him. He is a Champions League winning goal scorer. So let's not forget that. And he does really well for Germany. Just a couple of days ago, played well for Germany. Uh, regularly scores for Germany when he plays a withdrawn role. So not a false nine, more a withdrawn role where he gets to roam between left eight, number 10 position, and both left and wide right. And that is what Arteta likes. I read something about the fact that we're going to move around Saka, Jesus, uh, uh, in games and then you could have that possibility within the pocket so this withdrawn role that is not quite the false nine uh, where Kai Havertz tends to move into various pockets dangerous areas where he can hopefully increase his goal contribution 19 goals 10 assists in 91 games for Chelsea valued at 70 million he's 24 years old in that 22 one to 26 bracket that Arsenal are looking at because they want to obviously keep these guys for a certain amount of time so um, I definitely would be a thumbs up for this deal because we need to see if Arteta can get the Bayer Leverkusen form now to get the Bayer Leverkusen and Germany form you need to get this guy not playing the way he did for Chelsea so he's not going to replace Saka or Martinelli you're going to rather have lots of movement and especially when he maybe comes on so he might start where Jesus is. He might start in that position, but he will move around. And Jesus might play with him, Martinelli, Trossard. So it's actually quite exciting, uh, provided Arsenal get the midfield. That's why there's quite a few stories on the midfield when it comes to Arsenal. And then I think after this deal, he's gonna if it gets done, then Arsenal needs to focus on the wing-back roles. Tommy Asso is going to be fit. Zinchenko is going to be fit. However, we need to maybe get one more in that can play an inverted role and very likely Tierney has to go out. So uh, I, I would be a yes for this deal. It sounds like it's going to be more than I expected. Uh, on my little list here, I've got it down as, or my player profile, I've got it down as 70 million that Chelsea value him at. I think it's, uh, well, it's sounding like Arsenal's going to pay 60 million. I actually thought Arsenal would pay 40 million plus add-ons, which might rise to 50 million. But it looks like Arsenal might be paying 60 million if this deal gets done. If it's true, what some of these German journalists say, that it's actually basically almost done. And another thing, Chelsea are in a hurry to get things done because, like I just said, with the Caicedo situation, they are obviously going to be in FFP problems. So they need to sell all these players. They've got a huge inflated squad, lots of players that were bought for huge amounts of money. The likes of Lukaku that's at Inter Milan. Inter's not going to be able to afford whatever Chelsea wants. So that's going to probably be another two-year loan with drips and drabs coming in. However, remember what Chelsea did? Long-term contract so that they can try to bypass FFP. I don't think that's going to happen because the rules have changed. So Chelsea must sell. But it will be remarkable if Arsenal pay 60 million, which it sounds like we are going to do. It sounds like Arsenal are keen on Kai Havertz. Now, I am also keen based on how I think we can use him, but we cannot use him the way that Chelsea has. It has to be the way that Germany and Bayer Leverkusen has. He was one of the best young forwards 
uh, or attacking midfielders. Some people say he might play the left eight role, which I find it, find it hard to believe that he will play that role. But uh, in and around those positions, he could play. So almost like if it could be Arsenal play a double pivot, Rice Thomas, and then maybe be you have. It's 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 gonna come across when you look at the analytics boards that he is in false nine positions, but. He will actually move a little bit right, a little bit left, a little bit deeper as well. And then it all depends on, do we use Martinelli? Uh, so it's actually quite exciting. It's quite a few ways that we could use him. If it is that this deal gets done, then I think that's not a bad deal. I can't see Arsenal going to go and buy a right winger that could maybe play striker. The same way where we bought Trossard that can play left wing and nine. So I don't know. I don't think that's going to be necessary because... Uh, Trossard and Martinelli will cover left. Reese Nelson will cover right and left. Jesus will cover right forward and striker. Saka will cover right forward. And Havertz can cover nine and the withdrawn role, not the false nine. Come on, Kai Havertz, let's get this deal done. But I don't agree with 60 million. So my final thoughts on the second episode of the Summer of Transfers is uh, on uh, what else does Arsenal need to do. So I've discussed in this video about the fact that I don't think I would have loved us to have Caicedo and Rice as midfield buys. And uh, obviously Kai Havertz that's going to do this withdrawn role that I'm referring to, not the false nine role. Uh, and obviously playing as a nine. But uh, yeah, I think Arsenal is very important that we sort out the wingback situation or not wingback per se but obviously this inverted role that we're going to have with our fullbacks now let's see who's there already we've got Cedric, Cedric Suarez that's going to come back we're obviously going to look to sell him we've got Tommy Yasso, Ben White that will probably play a little bit more uh, towards where Saliba is now so we're going to have the Saliba Ben White situation where they will obviously play together in the sense that White at right back However, we can't be in a situation where Ben White is playing all these games because his form also dipped a little bit. So Tomiyasu is coming back to cover right centre-back, left-back and right-back, but he's not, he, he can't stay fit. He's missed uh, both seasons, he's missed the end of the season run-ins. Uh, so it looks like Arsenal's going to have to try and get someone in there. I can't see it being Cancelo and the, how do I say his name, Castagne. Kas the Belgian uh, fullback who's actually playing regularly for Belgium. Uh, for some reason, I, I just feel like he's always injured for Leicester. And obviously, he played in a team that's been relegated as well. That's why uh, uh, Tillemans, we didn't really go for him. We don't seem to be interested in Madison. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's very difficult for me to to to, 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 to f kind of think as to the, the Castagne situation as to why it is that we would want him. He seems to be able to play the inverted role. And Arsenal wants their defenders to be able to have different roles, like a Ben White that can play right back and right centre back. Uh, you've got Zinchenko that can go into midfield and left back. And then obviously, who else am I missing out on? Tommy Yasuo that can play right back and left back. Kivio can play left back. And then you've got Gabriel and Saliba. That's our centre-backs, our starting centre-backs. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Arsenal get a, a right centre-back in. I don't think they will. I think they're looking at an inverted full-back that probably plays mostly on the right. 
I'm not certain if we're going to get a youngster in because uh, is it going to be we, we sell Tierney to a Newcastle United and we get the inverted player that can play right and left and then you've got the situation of Tommy Yasso and Ben White will be fullbacks but they will cover centre-back then you don't need to buy another centre-back you have the, the young inverted fullback that can play both sides you've got Zinchenko and then obviously Gabriel and Saliba as your centre-backs with holding either still being kept or actually being told listen maybe it's time to move on so it's interesting it sounds to me like the way I'm speaking here now that we possibly need one uh, defender coming in not two so this one defender must be able and it's probably going to be the likes of a Cancelo so if Arsenal can get under 50 million if that's possible uh, a deal for under 50 million ideally it would have been get uh, the likes of Gundogan to play as a midfielder because he's free obviously high wages and a Cancelo where it's uh, not that high wages but a high fee so something like that would have been perfect even though I don't think we're going to buy any Man City players other than a Gundogan because he's out of contract so uh, something to that effect where it's a fullback that can play both positions because even though there's injury prone uh, uh, I wouldn't say Saliba's injury prone but he's had a very very serious back situation uh, but uh, we've got an injury prone Tommy Yasso and we are selling Cedric and Tavares and Tierney I think so all three of those guys are going so maybe it is that we do need a left back and a right back I don't know I don't see Arsenal buying two full backs but it's, it's tricky because uh, the outlay of money for the likes of uh, Rice and Havertz now however I, because we're not going for Caicedo maybe it is that there will be another midfielder coming in we've got uh, and then one full back uh, I think we, we can still possibly get three more it's very difficult to say that we're gonna get somebody that's a left back and somebody that's a right back and both inverted so I think maybe one that can play both roles and then another midfielder and then we've got obviously Havertz and Rice I think we need five players but it sounds like we're gonna get four Rice, Havertz, uh, another midfielder and a fullback that can play both right and left back and is inverted so actually while I was talking I was thinking about that now so five players the reason why five is I thought maybe there could be another wide player but we are now uh, probably going to announce Nelson soon so it's interesting it's interesting because Arsenal have to fight on more than just the league front next season the Champions League and we have to do better in the Cups so uh, it's going to be interesting to see but for now let's try to get the rice deal done and then if it is that we're super serious on habits let's get that deal done and then we have a look at what other gaps to fill we do still have got very good youngsters coming through uh, Cozier Dubry who's a, a wide forward uh, he could maybe come through the season uh, I Brooke Norton Cuffey probably needs another season he was uh, at Coventry I think it was that didn't unfortunately they lost in the playoff final to Luton so uh, I think uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey needs another season out on loan so these are youngsters coming through so I think only uh, Cozier Dubry is a youngster that will maybe come through the one nary guy it seems like he's gonna go to one of the other clubs Man United uh, 
or Man City going to their youth teams and then they will sell him for loads of money because he's very talented but I think his agents are pushing for him to get to a club well get more money at the other club or fast tracked into the Arsenal team and I don't think that's going to happen so there are youngsters that we can use uh, very difficult to use them in the Champions League obviously it's not Europa League and Carabao Cup if you use too much youngsters then you get knocked out by Premier League team first time around like we did to Brighton then you're out of that competition and then you get an unlucky FA Cup early game against Man City away you're out of that competition as well and then you can't choose these youngsters uh, I know we did have a third round easy tie away from home I think it was Preston wasn't it uh, so we did have an easy f f third round game but then fourth round away to Man City so uh, all of these things are things to look at when you look at uh, the Arsenal situation and the transfers but for now let's get Declan Rice done hopefully early next week uh, we are playing on the 13th of July we play Nuremberg at the Adidas complex so uh, in the, in and around that time Arsenal will be uh, starting off the preseason campaign hopefully we can get two players in if it is that we get Havertz and Rice they are playing internationals as we speak so it's going to be very tricky for them to be available on that weekend week uh, at the Adidas maybe they will be I don't know so we'll see up the Gunners the summer of transfers episode 2 Thank you.